Educate for Life on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by educateforlife.org. is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover on AM 1170, The Answer. Educate for Life, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. The Christian share of the U.S. population is declining, while the number of U.S. adults who do not identify with any organized religion is growing, according to an extensive new survey by the Pew Research Center. The United States still remains the home to more Christians than any other country in the world, and a large majority of Americans. Roughly 7 in 10 continue to identify with some branch of the Christian faith. But the major new survey of more than 35,000 Americans by the Pew Research Center finds that the percentage of adults ages 18 and older who describe themselves as Christians has dropped by nearly 8 percentage points in just 7 years, from 78.4% in a Pew Research survey that was conducted in 2007 to 70.6% in 2014. My name is Kevin Conover. I'm your host on Educate for Life. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, here in San Diego every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m. And uh, we are actually missing the Super Bowl, but we do have a Twitter feed so we can keep up to date on what's happening here. Uh, And uh, I have tonight a guest in studio. His name is Steve, Steve Fink, and he is... Uh, what we would call a nun, a nun. Now, I'm not talking about a Catholic nun. Uh, We'll explain what a nun is. But, Steve, thanks for being on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And a little bit about Steve. i just uh, share with you where he's coming from. Um, Steve lives here in San Diego, and he runs a small IT business. He grew up in Oregon in a Christian family. He was also a youth pastor at one time. He lived a few years in Mexico and five years in Japan. And during that time, he actually left Christianity and he became what's called a nun. And uh, he moved to San Diego with his wife in 2001. Now, he actually contacted uh, my church where I where I volunteer and I also attend Skyline Church out in Rancho San Diego. Fantastic church, by the way, if you want to if you're looking for a church, um, uh, there's a plug there for uh, our church. But, uh, Steve, I wanted to give you a chance to explain why you contacted the church and what you were uh, what was going through your mind, where you're at here. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, I um, haven't been a Christian for probably about 15 years now. And I was up in Oregon visiting where I, where I grew up. And I was uh, visiting with some of my Christian friends that I hadn't seen for a little while. And we had such a great time and, and just hanging out and talking that I just felt um, like, wow, man, I have a lot in common with these people. And it just got me thinking. And so over the holidays, I thought, you know what? If we have so much in common, how come we can't just um, the left and the right come together a little bit you know, maybe maybe we're Christian, not Christian. So I, I looked up your church and just sent an email out and said, maybe we can do something together just to try to see how much we have in common. And um, then you respond back to me. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So Steve and I went out to lunch. We had a discussion. And we're talking about, hey, uh, you know, it's important to dialogue. You know, we have uh, people that have vastly differing beliefs about, uh, you know, one of the big issues, obviously, of course, is God. And and yet um, there are things that we agree on and we want to work together on. And rather than yelling at each other, let's have a discussion and try to find common ground and work together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, now, how does your lack of belief in God affect whether you are for the Broncos or for the Panthers? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, are there more? Yeah, are, are, I don't, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do you care? Do you do you have a preference? For yeah, the... not really. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> go Chargers, right? Go Chargers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> okay, I hear you. Um, so you know, of course, uh, I don't think a person's uh, football team is informed by their religious beliefs, right. but uh, unless Tebow's playing or something. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of other issues that I think are. So, yeah. you know, back to what we were talking about, we were saying that, 
you know, atheists in 2007 was about 1.6%. It rose to 3.1% by 2014. Right. You had a 1.5% increase. Agnostics in 2007, that is somebody who says, I'm not sure if God is real or not, was 2.4% and rose to 4 by 2014, a 1.6% increase. And nuns, which is what... Uh, Steve identifies as that's yeah. somebody who has nothing in particular, right? right. Steve, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a Catholic nun again, right? Um, yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. Nun is kind of a nickname for somebody who says nothing in particular. That was actually twelve point one percent in two thousand seven, rose to fifteen point eight percent by twenty fourteen. They had a three point seven percent increase. Christians, on the other hand, have had a decrease from seventy eight point four to seventy point six. That's a seven point eight percent decrease. And so I have my own views on on why that is the case. But tonight, what we're going to be talking about is how does a belief or a lack of belief in God affect and inform some of the dis- the, the the political issues that we're dealing with here? We're coming up on an election where well, we are we are in an election year here, right. and so we're going to talk about guns and uh, and immigration and the refugee crisis and these sorts of things, and try to figure out okay, so what does this mean for us and um, and how can we work together and and where are we dividing on and are there any solutions to those divisions right good yeah okay excellent okay so steve just to just to start us off here um or do you have somebody you're are you democrat or republican here oh i'm democrat yeah i i mean i tried to i grew up republican leaned Mm -hmm. a little independent in the middle but i'm definitely democrat now yeah Okay, and and just generally speaking, do you think that your your non belief in God has uh, changed your political leanings? I mean, obviously you were Republican, now you're Democrat. So has that affected how you? Yeah, I mean, how, I I was Republican when I was young. Um, so when I hit my twenties, that's when I probably started asking a lot more questions, especially in my late twenties and Thursday thirties. So yeah, my my leaving Christianity. Definitely changed um, a lot of my political views, probably. Okay. Um, I, I don't consider myself far, far left. I consider myself probably left center. Okay, gotcha. And then, um, who are you? Who are you thinking about voting for on the Democrat side right now? Oh, right now it just seems like a circus. In fact, there's a great Showtime show out called The Circus right now. It feels like, and I think I think I'm a little bit representative of my nun group mm-hmm. in that. We're just kind of waiting, you know. We might lean, people might lean more toward Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens. Right now, it's it's kind of fun to watch, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So you're you're I'll, I'll you're, vote probably whoever uh, winds up with the Democratic um, nomination. I'll, I'll so you don't have strong feelings towards either candidate. I like candidate. the idea of a woman in the office. I, okay. I kind of feel like it's. Too many men in there. I don't know if Hillary's the best one, but it, it'd be great to have a woman in the office. Um, I, but I like. What about Carly Fiorina? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a <laughs> so woman you, in the office. You'd go I think Republican be, if 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 the the if she won the nomination. Um, I don't know if if it was two women. You know, Hillary and her. I don't know. I mean, it, like I say, I I'm I'm undecided. I think is the best answer to that at this point. Sure. Um, that's the only. Thing I think of right now is, oh, that's interesting if there was a woman in the office. Okay, so we're going to start off talking about um, one of the hot t- hot button issues here, which is gay rights. Yeah. And um, Steve wrote up some different questions here. Uh, do you believe that people who say they are LGBT can and should change their sexuality to become heterosexual? Um, and your position on that is? Is no. No, okay, that's right. So... I thought um, I put down no, but I think they should be more well informed about the conservative viewpoints on these issues. I, for whatever reason, I don't feel like um, there's as much airtime on the conservative viewpoints it, on these. Yeah, I mean, to because we're talking about where what we have in common, I, I would probably agree with you on that. I think there probably is a, a little more airtime on the on the left. Um, and every now and then, I hear something that's interesting on the far right about. That they could change. I, I don't know if I particularly believe that, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. The airtime feels like it leans a little bit more to the left on this issue. Okay. The next question we have here is, do you believe that people who are LGBT should not be allowed to be legally married? And I, I would say they sh- should be allowed to be 
legally married. So yeah, you know, yeah. Now I put I put uh, that I do not believe they should be able to legally marry. Right. Um, so this is an area where we disagree, um, and we I've I've talked in uh, detail on that issue in the past on previous radio shows. My website's educateforlife.org. My guest this evening is Steve Fink, and we're discussing what we have as in common. He is a non-believer, uh, a nun, nothing in particular, and I am a Christian, and so uh, where do we find common ground? How can we work together rather than constantly opposing one another? We'll be right back. But the light is what we carry, yeah Don't have to wonder your purpose or what you're here for Reflect his image and show the world what he cares for And I know it's alright, 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 you know Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teachings. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Intelligent, conservative, AM 1170, the answer. There's got to be more than going back and forth. listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170 The Answer in San Diego. You can stream the show at am1170theanswer.com and my website is educateforlife.org. And my guest today is Steve Fink. Him and I are missing the Super Bowl right now, although we are getting updates. It looks like Denver's already up uh, 10, 10 points. So, yeah. so uh, it looks like the Panthers. Uh, well, we'll see. Um, okay, so what we're talking about here is what do we agree on? At, uh, Steve registers or identifies himself as what what is called a nun uh he's a democrat and i am a christian i'm a christian theist and a nun is somebody who has nothing in particular right that they mm-hmm. they adhere to so they don't so can you explain that position um Steve? yeah it's it's actually from that same pew research poll actually a fairly large group um falls in about i think 15 percent and um yeah it's, it's just a group of people that they haven't decided that they have the answer, basically. Um, it doesn't mean we're not looking, that's for sure. And But I, in particular, um, feel like life is about trying to find the answers to certain big questions, like what happens after you die, what happens before you before you were born, um, why are we here, those questions. But it's a lifelong challenge for me, and I don't expect to find the answer. And I think there's a lot of people sure, like that in this sure. country. And we want to work together. We're in a country where we've got to get along here. We want yeah. freedom I mean, and all these things. So uh, continuing from the previous segment, we are talking about gay rights. The next question was, do you believe that LGBT should have the same rights as heterosexuals? And Steve, uh, your position on that is yes. I put yes also. Um, And I think where we're going to differ here is um, the next question. um, Well, the question before that was, should they be able to legally get married? And without going into too much detail, um, I believe that's a definition issue, not a not a rights issue. Do you know the discussion there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but I, I think that that last question you said is the key there and in, in that we agree on one thing and mm-hmm. that they should have equal rights. They're human beings just like, you know, just like everybody else. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the point that we need to kind of focus on. Obviously, we have different definitions of marriage. We don't necessarily agree on what that should be for for the LGBT. That's difficult for them that. We don't have is that our definitions um, differ on that, and that we we tend to fight. But to them, 
they're they're part of our society and and, and people and you know that that we care about that I know Christians care about just as much as 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 the nuns and, Absolutely. and people that aren't. So yeah, I love your attitude. I think it's a great attitude. I think we need more of that. And I think you know people on both sides of the issue, uh, whether whether they're. Um, you know, people that don't profess any particular belief, um, they can get hostile and Christians can get right. hostile. And then we just start um, losing ground uh, rather than, you know, working towards, OK, how can we live and have a society where we can have different opinions, but at the same time um, live in peace and be yeah. able to enjoy life? And, and and the beautiful thing about this is we live in a democracy and, you know, we, we get to vote on this stuff, and sometimes the vote doesn't go the way one group wants or the other group wants, but we have the option to vote, and meanwhile, we can just keep talking to each other and yeah. instead of just, you know... Now, this brings up the next question, which is relevant to what you're saying, that we have the option to keep talking. Yeah. You put, um, do you believe that those who discriminate against the LGBT should be penalized through our legal system? And your answer actually surprised me a little bit here. Um, you said no. Yeah, no. Um, why? Why? So, so here's what comes to my mind. There's a lot of cases throughout the country right now where people are saying, um, "Okay, make me a cake for this homosexual wedding." You have the baker who says, "I don't want to bake the cake." Yeah, right. I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah and then he yeah. and then he's fined for it. Right. Is your position that he shouldn't be fined? Oh no, not at all. He shouldn't be fined. Yeah, yeah. These these sorts of um, issues and sorts of things that we create in society actually just make it worse. You know, I mean, he, he, he doesn't agree with LGBT community. He's, he's against it. And, and I'm, I'm for them, but, or I agree with them, but it doesn't, but he's a member of our society just as much as they are. And there's no reason for us to, to penalize him. If he, if he says, I, you know, I, I just don't want to be a, I just don't want to do this, you know, now, now, frankly, you, you know, if somebody walks in his store and says, I'm gay, you know, I mean, that's kind of, you know, maybe maybe they could just walk in and say, hey, I really like the cake. Could I have that one? Maybe there wouldn't be a conflict. You yeah. Know, there, there might be some better ways for both sides to kind of approach that, you know. Yeah. So we yeah. both agree on this issue. Yeah. But but uh, right now in our country, there's a, a large percentage of people that uh, do believe that a Christian should be uh, prosecuted for discriminating against or saying, um, I'd rather not participate in, you know, doing the flowers or making this cake or uh, yeah, you know, there's definitely people on um, the field that way, and and there's also people that are are really anti um, LGBT, and so, but and I think we just need to respect those people, and we need to give those people a, a way. I, I think if you look, I run a business, um, you know, I, I don't really ask anybody their political views before I offer them service. Now, now, if somebody had a political view like. They wanted to do something very harmful to somebody, and I found out about it after I offered them service. I'd, I'd be pretty upset, and I might look for a way to not give them service anymore. But it, it would have to be something in the legal system, and it would have to be something that was not discriminatory in any way. And maybe I could just say, um, "Sorry." I, I mean, maybe I could have the option to say, "Sorry, I don't. I want. I can't give you service anymore," and and not give a why. You know, yeah. it's, it's as soon as I give the why, that's when things kind of get heated up. You know? Well, yeah. And two, you know, there seems to be this, uh, you know, uh, you know, in the Constitution, the right to associate with who you want to associate with. Yeah. And so there's a certain amount of uh, in America, we're supposed to have that freedom rather than be forced to yeah, participate. If, if, if a if a, you know, uh, right wing uh, crazy person came into a uh, somebody who owned a a bakery who was homosexual and said, I want you to make a cake that says uh, homosexuality is evil. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't expect them to have to make that cake either. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think sometimes the rhetoric gets heated up because the left, just like the right, um, finds a way to get it in the media, you know, and, and obviously walking into a bakery and saying, I'm gay or lesbian and I and I want you to make this cake for our, our I mean, for somebody that you know is really anti that mm-hmm. is, is probably going to cause frustration and, and it's going to probably get in the media. So for me, this is an area where you and I, Steve, agree. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised. I, I, I uh, didn't expect that. Oh. So, 
Hey, that's good news. (laughs) We're getting somewhere. Okay. So now here's my question uh, that we're going to come back and answer is, how was your belief or your, I'm sorry, your lack of belief in God affecting the the political views you have right there? I'm curious about that. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, Steve's going to answer that question. Said I'd follow you for the rest of my days. But the truth is I don't know where I let you go. Not all home inspections are created equal. Experience matters. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. So call before you buy or sell and protect your investment. Call 619-660-7866 or online at sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections done right. Guaranteed. 619-660-7866. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. Saying, I don't know, is no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170. The answer. There's got to be more. tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170 Answer in San Diego every Sunday, 4 to 5 p.m., and you can stream the show all over the world at am1170theanswer.com. My website's educateforlife.org, and you can pick up a recording of this show and previous shows. We've got over 70 shows now on our YouTube channel, um, educateforlifevideo.com. And um, this website, this, this radio program is... Uh, you supported through sponsors, so radio sponsors, advertisers, as well as uh, donations. Uh, Educate for Life is a 501c3, so you can make tax-deductible contributions if you like what you're hearing you want to support this. And tonight, um, Steve Fink is here with us. He is a nun, uh, nothing in particular. That is, his religious affiliation is nothing in particular. And we're talking about politics and how what we believe or don't believe about God affects or informs our politics. And so, Steve, um, regarding the issue of gay rights, um, how does how does this uh, your your lack of belief in God affect what you believe about um, gay rights versus maybe uh, what you would have believed as a as a Christian theist? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, one thing that's interesting about me, and I'm I'm awfully curious to find out if there's more people who have had my situation is that um, I grew up in a, a fairly strong uh, evangelical Christian uh, home, and I was a youth pastor for a little while before I traveled around the world. I traveled Europe, lived in Mexico a couple of years, and lived in Japan for five years. And um, that really shaped my belief because I met people from all over the world, and I met people from many, many different religions. And I, I, met, a, I met a lot of wonderful, great friends, and that, um, that's, that had a lot to do with what changed my belief. So, so I, also, I think in your 20s is when is kind of, they're kind of formative years. I, I think we, we've all kind of gone through that early 20s. You start, um, and that's kind of when I went through that. So I think, I think that's what's kind of changed my belief and why I'm probably the opposite of, of what I was when I was in my early, when I was like 21 or something like that. Yeah. So as far as, um, for example, homosexual marriage and same, you, you do think that homosexuals should be able to get married. My, I'm of the persuasion that I don't think that homosexuals should be able to get married. Right. Um, and, you know, of course the Bible informs my viewpoints, right. but I, I also evaluate social science and these sorts of things and, and uh, how different relationships affect culture and so forth. But you come down on the side that uh, there is not enough um, of a social impact uh, to warrant 
uh, not allowing uh, same-sex uh, couples to be married. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think for me personally, it's that I've I've met a lot of um, LGBT people, sure. and um, they're just wonderful people. I've met people that were trying to get married and eventually did get married, mm-hmm. and I've just seen how it's changed their life. So for me per- personally, after seeing that, it's 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 hard for me to um, to deny that, but. But back to, you know, what we have in common, that's, that's still what is the most important thing to me, because I, I think I think um, I think we see this in the Christian community, too, that they know a lot of LGBT people also. And even if they don't agree with um, with them and, and also I think it's fairly obvious because I read the Bible that the Bible does say that it's it's against um, it, it's. It, it doesn't uh, support homosexuality in any way. Yeah. Um, so, but I think we can all agree that these are wonderful people, and, and some many of them are, were and maybe are still Christians, actually. And so, I, I think we can agree that it's it's the responsibility of the church and the responsibility, I think, of society sure. to, to care about these people as yeah. we do everybody. You know? uh, there's a lot in there that uh, theologically, uh, you know, we we could discuss. Uh, um, yeah. Is, but I, I don't want to go in that direction at this point in time. Um, like I said, I, I do have a bunch of other shows. If those who, who are listening, if you're interested in seeing more, I have a whole show called um, Why Would God Care If You're Gay? And I have another show also, Should Christians Be Opposed to Homosexuality? If you're interested in that, you can go listen to them. There's a lot of details there. But let's move on to the next subject, and that would be guns. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you wrote down here, do you believe that everyone should be able to own any type of gun without government interference? And... Uh, your answer to that was no, no, definitely not. And, and I actually feel the same way. I don't think anybody should be able to just uh, go in and grab a gun. Um, do you believe that no changes should be made to the current gun laws, except maybe some of the recent laws should be rolled back? My answer was no to that. Yeah. Yeah. And my answer was, um, that there are some laws that I don't agree with, which is recently California banned open carry, um, which I don't think they should have done that. And I think in San Diego, it's incredibly difficult to get a concealed carry permit, which I find, uh, very strange and unconstitutional. Um, but, but to where we agree, right. um, do you believe that people can own guns, but machine guns and military style weapons should be restricted and everyone should be required to pass a background check in order to get a gun? You put yes. yes. Yeah. Now, what's interesting here is I, I have um, you know mixed feelings here. I believe that all law-abiding citizens should be able to own a gun, um, but and military-grade weapons. Um, again, so my my view is that the Second Amendment was put in place really not for hunting or recreation, but because of what the the founding fathers had experience from where they were coming from, which was tyranny. And so they were looking at uh, a person should be able to own a gun so that the government can't take advantage of them. Right. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's that's true. That's probably why the founding fathers put it in. Also, I think on both the left and the right, there are a lot of gun owners. In fact, I think it might be surprising. I don't know what the statistics are, but I'd love to hear them. It might be surprising to see how many people on the left actually own guns. And yeah. I think most of them for, for protection actually is. My yeah, I guess. think you're right. Yeah. I believe it's somewhere around 80% of Americans own guns. It would. It's yeah, that's, that's not surprising at all to me. So, yeah. so I'm not against guns per se. I'm, I, I think that the American people will agree on this, that we're, we're pro our children. And when we see something like what happened up in Roseburg, you know, it, it's I, Roseburg is two hours away from the town that I grew up as a kid, um, and it's just devastating. You know, and, and yeah. so I think we're all we all don't want in Connecticut. You, you know, many other places actually, um, we don't want that to happen again. I think that's yeah. that's the one place that we can really agree. Now, now, how to stop that? You know, that's yeah, that's that's great. I really like that. The focus there is on what what do we agree on? We agree on the safety of yeah. our families and our yeah. kids. And what's the best way to achieve that is really what we have to come to a conclusion about. Yeah, exactly. Excellent, Steve. I love it. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm talking with Steve, and we're discussing where we have common ground as non-believer and believers. We'll be right back.
When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. AM 1170, com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM Listening to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on AM 1170, The Answer, in San Diego. And, uh, you know, I'm talking with Steve here. Steve is a non believer. We're talking about what we have in common when we talk politics and social issues and so forth. You know, in Switzerland, it's pretty, uh, we're talking about guns right now. In Switzerland, the Swiss Army uh, is militia trained. And Swiss men grow up expecting to undergo basic military training, usually at age 20. Swiss men remain part of the militia in reserve capacity until age 30. And each individual is required to keep his army-issued personal weapon. Um, he has a SIG 550 rifle. And um, they they are required to own a firearm. And, um, Steve, I wanted to get your yeah. view on this. Do you think that all people in America, all uh, people in America, sh- the government should be giving out uh, military-grade rifles? Uh I don't know. I'm. I'm. I don't know if I would say that. It's, that too, I, I think that on that point, though, we we shouldn't. The left is so fast to say that um, we should control guns only and and not think about some of the other sides. And I just think that we can come together on this. I think one thing that the left and right probably both agree with is that you're not going to take away all the guns in in the U.S. And and sometimes I hear my right friends say. You know, Obama's going to take away my guns. And I think that's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, Obama's, there, there's no reason. I mean, we do live in a society where guns are, are part of our society, part of our Constitution. So I think we can can agree that, you know, there, there's there's some common ground from the extremes of, of no guns absolutely to to everybody should own a gun. To me, those seem like extremes. In Switzerland, I've been to Switzerland Felt like a safe com- uh, country. Maybe it works there. I, I don't. Yeah, they know. have a very, very yeah. low, very low uh, yeah. uh, gun crime rate. It, it's the statistics are incredibly low, at least from my research. But uh, which is a good thing. But I like your focus on hey, what what the left wants and what the right wants is safety. They yeah. want yeah, they both want they the want the kids thing. safe. They yeah. want the families safe. And they want to keep crime down. And so the question is, really what we have to get at is, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, and we we both, we don't want these horrific stories anymore. I mean, it just breaks everybody's heart when something, you know, like the San Bernardino. I mean, it's just just horrifying. It is. So what can we do to stop those? Well, there has to be some compromise between the two of us, but... Um, but it has to be well thought out and there has to be a way. And, and I think both sides have, I think, I think most of us agree that both sides have some valid points. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it does, I agree. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough. So when I, when I evaluate this issue as a, as a Bible believing Christian, the Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked who can know it. And so I have this general tendency to think to myself that, um, that, all people have to be kept in check, uh, the whole checks and balances and all these things. And I know I have friends who will say, you know, people are generally good, and so people can generally be trusted. So I'm, as a Bible-believing Christian, my, 
my belief in God and the God of the Bible uh, is informed, along with, I believe, social science, that um, I can't just trust the government to take care of me. Uh, tyranny is a real thing, and the people operating the government aren't angels. Right. Um, what do you think of that perspective as far as— uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, should we, should we triple our taxes— and give the government much more control of our lives, I think both the left and the right agrees that that's not a good idea. We, we, we both, um, we're, we're aware of, of expenditures in government that make absolutely no sense. All, all, I've grown up in, you know, on both sides, been told about them. So, so I'm not saying that, but on the other hand, I, I see that the government does a lot of good, and I do tend to believe that people in general are, are good. But, um, where is the level of control? I think that's why we vote for our wonderful legislators. And I just think that they should be able to kind of sit down at the table together and think about this and, and from both sides and, and, and realize that unfortunately it's, it costs a little bit money, but obviously, you know, we have to pay taxes. We don't want to just throw our money away. So Steve, I'm just curious. So you don't think that People, you know, there's the the famous saying, power corrupts, yeah. absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Yeah. Do you believe that that's true or do you disagree with that statement? I, th- I think you can, there's myriads of stories that, that show that. But I think we have a, a wonderful system. I mean, the fact, you know, that only only two-term elections for presidents, I mean, there, there's a lot to be said for that compared to so many other countries where they're, they're elected um, uh go on for yeah. a very long time yeah. and eventually become corrupted by power. Not to say that we haven't had elected uh, officials that were corrupted by power, but just to say that we there's something about our system that's pretty amazing. Yeah. But now. but if your viewpoint is that people are generally good, yeah. then isn't that contradictory? Well, no. I my viewpoint is people are generally good, but we're all school children as well and we need a, we need the teacher in there, you know, just once just to kind of give us some structure because people do better I think under structure. I think most people can kind of agree with that. If if you're a parent, I, I'm not a parent, but I, I see. I oh, know it, you it's, are. It's true. And you know, a little, a tiny bit of structure is is extremely helpful. You know, yeah. now now a hundred percent structure for your kids, where you're just smothering them, that probably doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I think adults are a little bit the same. You know. Okay. And I huh. think we we might be able to agree on that if we can look at it kind of in the, in that situation instead of. The government is going to take over our lives versus um, no government at all, you know, it, it, or, you know, the government or, you know, we need 100 percent government or we or the government um, sh- should help us with everything. And, you know, yeah. I just think there's a middle ground that we could find in there. And, and unfortunately, it probably has something to do with money. Which you know, which which we, corrupts, we, yeah, which absolutely, yeah, no. it, it corrupts. No, it definitely no, it corrupts. Doesn't. But we're also we're also taxpayers, so we just want it to be spent well. You know, yeah. everybody I think can agree on that and pay less know? taxes. Yeah, nobody wants. And you're to a businessman. You're a yeah. businessman. Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> no one wants to pay taxes, but you have to pay taxes. I mean, one thing is, is I drive out on this street, and that road is nice. There's no potholes on it. You know, there's something. To, it, it's a good world to be in. You know, here yeah, compared yeah. to. A lot of countries no you're right you're right absolutely my guest is steve he's a nun not the catholic kind of nun but a nothing in particular uh, when it comes to religion and we're discussing what we have in common and how we can work together rather than fighting and yelling at each other which seems to be the case in the media a lot we want to take a different tact and try to work together uh, we'll be right back i will cast In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. AM 1170, the answer. From the corner of my eye, there's a tear I'm trying to cry, but the feeling can't be Okay, if you're listening to the show and you're ignoring the Super Bowl, um, just to give you an update, looks like the Panthers are at 7, Denver's at 10, and uh, we're back to our focus, and uh, Nick is cheering here, he's got his Denver Broncos hat, uh, uh, my uh, producer here, and um, Steve is my guest tonight, he is... Uh, no, no particular religious affiliation. He did used to be a Christian, but he said something to me really interesting off the air that I thought was uh, that he should share on the air. And he said that he believes that if Christians would make more of an effort to reach out to those who don't have a particular religious affiliation, that uh, he thinks more people would actually become Christian. Can you uh, explain your thoughts on that, Steve, a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, well, and it's just not for Christians, by the way. I mean, the left is the same way. They, there's fiery people on the left, just like on the right. And I think if if both of them would reach out and try to find middle ground and and mostly just care about each other a little bit more, um, I think I think um, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people who kind of walked away from the church, um, it, not. Not me. I'm not saying in particular. But I'm still I do praying th- for you, though, Steve. Thanks. I, I think there's a <laughs> Does lot that of offend people- you that I'm praying. No, no, not at all. Okay, <laughs> no, not good, at all. Good, okay. Let me tell you, I I have wonderful Christian friends, and yeah. I have nothing against Christianity. There were so many good things that happened to me while I was a Christian. So I'm not, I'm there's nothing wrong with Christianity at all. And I do think that a lot of a lot of people who are have questioned their Christianity don't really know where to go. If Christians will reach out to them and love and and not have this fighting rhetoric so much, I think they would probably swing back toward Christianity. Actually, us coming together might actually reverse that pure research yeah. goal. I, I mean, I agree population. completely. I, you know, so I get frustrated sometimes uh, with other Christians because I feel like, hey, sometimes, man, you're doing more damage here than you are good. And really, when it all comes down, if we read 1 Corinthians 13, it's very, very clear that um, if you make anything more important than actually loving people, then you're actually, you've got your priorities mixed up. Uh, and that's, if you if your goal is to win an argument rather than to love somebody, then you're, according to Christ, you're, 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 you're mixed up. And I think you'll find on the left that, that we agree here too, that most people would say, you know, caring about people and loving people is more important than and sitting there and fighting over these issues. But emotions run hot, and then all yeah. of a sudden the brain goes out the door. Yeah. And, uh, I, right, we stop. You, yeah. I was listening to a guy, a psychologist. He said, yeah, it's your neocortex. You just, all the blood <laughs> runs out of it, and you can't you can't use it anymore. Yeah. But um, Syrian refugees is another big political issue. You wrote down here, do you believe that all Muslims should be banned from entering our country for a period of time? And your answer was no. no. And my answer is no, too. I don't, I don't feel that way. Um, the next question was, do you think the U.S should allow Syrian refugees into our country as long as they pass a background check that is more comprehensive than our current system for allowing refugees in. And I think I said no on that. You did. You said no. Now, this one, I'm not completely clear. I I tend to say yes, um, only because I'm nervous about uh, huge... Muslim population coming into the country right. without background checks, and I've heard that uh, some of the uh, those who are radicalized are sneaking in under the pretense of being right. refugees. And Especially after Paris, you know, kind of seemed like that. that exactly. But our yeah. common goal here is what, Steve? Well, well, I would say it's back to the love thing. I mean, these people. I'd say the majority of them. There, there might be some bad characters in there, but the majority of them, you know, have been through 
some really, really difficult uh, situations. I think both the left and the right needs to step up and find a way to care for them. Now, now, does that mean we shouldn't be nervous? I mean, we've been through a lot in this country, and and so have many other countries. Granted, but um, uh, but we've got to find a way to help these people. We got hundreds, of, hundreds of thousands of people dying. Yeah, it's, and it's horrible. And whether that's going and meeting them where they're at, yeah. and figuring out a way to help them or welcoming them into the country, we've got to figure out a strategy. We can't just sit yeah. in this limbo area. And not do something about yeah, it. Yeah, and it's up to our lawmakers, of course, to, to make these decisions. And, and we just need to encourage them. We need to just show them that, hey, we care too. And um, we don't know what the right thing is. But if you guys could just work together a little bit on this, um, maybe maybe you'll yeah. find something. You yeah, know? I, I had uh, Mark Arabo on the show a while back. He is um, kind of the face of the Syrian refugees here in San Diego. And yeah. he... And and it's just devastating what's happening to the people. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. and all, all you have to do is just look up the images on Google and the amount of pain and suffering. Yeah. Um, and the argument that's coming from the right is, look, if we let in 10,000 refugees and just one of them is a terrorist bomber, then what do we do here? But yeah, but we but we can't just allow all these people to die. And I think, yeah, it's valid. Both arguments are valid. And I think we're, I think we underestimate our ingenuity, Mm -hmm. you know, in this country, we build huge, amazing businesses and problem solvers. We we are problem solvers. And I think we can figure this out, you know? Yeah. You put down here. um, Do you think the U S should greatly speed up the Syrian refugees entry process and accept many more Syrian refugees than they are accepting now? Yeah. And your answer was yes. Yes. And my answer is yes. um, But of course, with the disclaimer that, that um, we do everything we can to prevent radicalized uh, people and also uh, to prevent them from becoming radicalized even here. I think we could agree on that. I think you'll find the left and right mostly agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the details of how do do we practically work that out. And I think we can do it. You know, we're... We're smart people here yeah. in this country, you know, and, and yeah, I just had a, and I just had a, and I think for the church as a, as a believer, how does my Christianity inform me when it comes to these issues? Yeah. Well, the reality is, is that the Bible teaches that as a Christian, I'm called to actually risk my life to save others. Yeah, right. And, and so there's an emphasis there. Yeah. Just, just so you know, I think people on the left, um, Sometimes they're frustrated because they feel like the Christian church, because they grew up in church too, and mm-hmm. they feel like the Christian church would be the the church that stands up and says immediately, but instead they feel like they're hearing this, which I don't think all Christians are this way, but they're they're hearing this kind of really strong rhetoric, rhetoric don't let anybody in. But I think a lot of Christian churches actually are saying, what can we do to help these yeah. people? And we're, and the news isn't bringing that out as much. No. Yeah, I agree with you. I, yeah. There seems to be this emphasis on um, a, a certain portion of the Republican Party, which yeah. is more concerned about um, about our safety yeah. rather than saving the lives of those individuals. Right. It's a valid concern. Both it is. Are, valid it is yeah Yeah. i had a discussion between two uh gentlemen in the military in the marines who were discussing this and one of them was saying um you know we've got to do what we can to to rescue these people we've got to help them out and the other one was saying no way uh you know uh, i've seen my friends die over there Uh and i've seen what happens and it's it's too dangerous and the risks are too high yeah. and uh it's a difficult question but i really like um steve your emphasis on what we have in common and the fact that uh rather than getting angry at one another recognizing that we both want the same thing yeah. we're just having a difficult time um coming to an agreement about how to achieve those goals and then let's bring the best minds of our country which we've elected i mean they're a lot of yeah. them, I think, are pretty, pretty incredible people. Let's bring them together and and figure it out. You yeah, know? And yeah. I think there's a way. So yeah, I agree completely. My guest tonight is Steve. Steve is um, uh, considers himself a nun, which is kind of a nickname for nothing in particular regarding religious beliefs. And um, I am I'm a Christian theist, a, a Bible believing Christian, and we're talking about how we can bridge the gap. I want to encourage all my listeners out there. You know, I try to make a concert, concentrated effort to not stay within my own bubble because it's so easy to do that mm-hmm. and to not branch out and talk with people who disagree with you. And I think when we are too long 
in our own Christian bubble and hearing one another talk, what ends up happening is we develop stereotypes and ideas about people that aren't necessarily true. Would you say that's the case? Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's one reason I've, I looked you up and one reason I'm here. I mean, I, I realize how important it is for me to get out of my bubble as well. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So for everybody listening out there, um, I encourage you, you know, take the opportunity to go and um, you don't, of course, you're not going to jump onto the beliefs right. of somebody else, yeah. but Take the opportunity to get to know somebody else, and as a Christian, as a Bible-believing Christian, um, to love somebody who doesn't agree with you on everything, yeah. and uh, that's what Christ has called us to do. And, uh, and on that, we can agree. And that we can agree. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome, Steve. Steve, I want to thank you for being on the air. We're just about done here. So, All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to connect again and do that again. This is Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. You can look up tons of information on my website. I've got classes, all kinds of stuff there you can take on a lot of these uh, significant issues with politics and so forth. We'll be back next week, 4 to 5 p.m. I'm interviewing uh, Dran Reese of Salt and Light, which is more politics, and um, just talking about how to get more involved and making a difference. And I'm also interviewing uh, Dana Clue of Alpha, which is a group that uh, purposely sets out to communicate with um, those who don't believe and to develop relationships. You're on am1170theanswer.com. We're all over the world. We'll be with you next week. Tune in next week, 4 to 5 p.m. on Sunday. God bless you. Have a fantastic night. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a regular feature on AM 1170, The Answer. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, exclusively on AM 1170, The Answer. tired and bring your shame bring your guilt and bring your pain don't you know it's not your name you will always be much more educate for life on am 1170 the answer is sponsored by educateforlife.org